The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Oh, yeah! This is the Cigar Authority. Have uh, you any imported cigars? The authority on everything cigar in and out of the cigar industry. It's time to light them up. Smoke if you got them. It's time for the Cigar Authority. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Barry's away, so we're going to talk behind his back as we plow through letters in the mailbag and a detailed look at what we smoked this week. This will be interesting. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to a very chilly and rendition of the Cigar Authority, now in its 10th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Award of the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Award of the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean. Four years in a row, the Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest, the Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network, and you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. So this is the coolest podcast studio in America right now, without Without question. question. We have a uh, has nothing to do with issue. awesomeness. No, no, it's a heating issue, uh, and we have our friend Fal up on the roof trying Hi, to pal, save, Fal. save save the day. We'll see if he can help us out again today. In the meantime, we got to get this thing fixed. We got to call somebody this week, right? I texted somebody already. All right. <clears throat> Um, all right, so um, let's get to uh, lighten up the first cigar of the day. Uh, we have no Barry here, so uh, you're going to take the reins, Yeah, I'm right? going to do double duty. All Today's right. first cigar is the Guardian of the Farm. It's manufactured in Nicaragua by Aganorsa Leaf. The size is five and a quarter by 50. It's called the JJ. The wrapper is Nicaraguan Corojo 99. The binder and filler are both Nicaraguan. Okay. What the hell are you doing? I don't know. Trying it's to just, trying to <laughs> zoom trying to <laughs> you, zoom in there. You, you don't have zoom capabilities. You just can move your cigar around. All right. Uh, it is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package. A box of twenty five will set you back a whopping one ninety five ninety nine. It's a box of twenty five. Savings is almost twenty seven dollars or twelve percent off the box price at twoguyscigars.com. So if you're too far away from a brick and mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two guys cigars. Com. Guardian of the farm, that's the little dog that's there, and you're done, done with, with that, that guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how it's going to be all day? All as you day. Do it, just throw these things out. All day. All right, let's give it a cut and light. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. This is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package. I'm seeing a lot of stuff on social media of the care package we sent out this week, especially for the folks on uh, the Primes, Primes. On the Prime, because uh, it is uh, Christmas time now, or the holiday season, if I, mm. if I need to have to say that. I heard the president said it's okay to say it now, right? It is okay. okay. Um, so we sent out a little... Um, little um, case with the people with Prime to, with their cigars I, I, to say the Cigar Authority. Some people call it a herfador, which I don't I don't understand that term because it... Humidor uh, to me, and herfing, go, bringing it to a... So a, a herfador to me is something that's 25 count or higher because you have enough cigars in there to go to a herf and maybe you're going to trade cigars with people. But five cigars, that's personal consumption. That's a day's worth of supplies. Well, you'll all learn that today <laughs> because we're going to go through what we smoked this week, which ought to, ought to be very interesting. But I'm going to tell um, 
our listeners how they can get a hold of this later on. Okay. How they can get one of these. So they can for, get one. For free. For free. If they're not part of the Prime uh, or if they, if they not part of the care package altogether, how they can do that and everything. So, uh, You ever had eggnog? <clears throat> I have. All right. So with the eggnog, you've got the milky portion and then the spices that go into it that make it eggnog. So you got to get rid of the milky portion. There's not a creamy component to this. There's the sweetness from maybe the nutmeg, a little clove going on. That the mulling spices. Yeah, 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 yeah they are. I am enough. Whatever happened to his hop muse? That's part. That's his maiden name. What whatever happened to that hop? You don't even use it anymore. Let me see. It's unacceptable. It could be this one. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. You got it. Yeah, that hasn't been used in the longest time. Yeah, he's been off. Yeah. I have not been off. <laughs> no, this is the this is eggnog. I'm okay it's with eggnog-y. that. Eggnoggy. Eggnoggy. All right. And speaking of eggnog, let's say you needed to heat yourself up some eggnog. Let's say you needed four jets. Let's say you needed oh, this is it. something massive. Unfinished foot here, by the way. It is an unfinished foot. So I'm not going to toast the cigar Please like don't. I normally do. I'm Please just going to go to it right away because I want to draw that in. Go ahead. All right. So we got a flip top here so that the uh, lighter can't ignite in your pocket. Not that you're going to hold something this big in your pocket unless you're looking to impress the ladies, Ed Sullivan. I always am. The Vertigo Buddha features four jets, full ignition. The four jets are fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. And at the bottom, you've got a flip-out bullet punch. And my favorite part about this is the punch does not dump out over the fill tube. It covers the fill tube. So you're not going to get any of the schmuckers your cigar mm-hmm. in the fill chamber. The Vertigo Buddha is uh, retailing for $39.99. Unbelievable. So I'm going to tell you, years ago, we could see the big craze of big ring gauge cigars happening. I'm going to tell you 2020 is going to be the year of the big lighter. People are going to start carrying big lighters around because look at the stuff that's coming out. Of yeah. We got one down there at 20 bucks or something. It's crazy. Yeah, $24.99. Yeah. It's, uh, and it's look, got a look massive at this for tank. 29 39 39 for this. 39 um, But you get it's so much bigger. Hefty. And that's what happened with big ring gauge cigars. You got so much more for just a little more money. Why wouldn't you buy the bigger one? Why, you know, do you go to the movie theater and not get the larger popcorn for 25, 50 cents more? You do. You get the big even soda if, that you can't even drink. Even if you're just going to have one extra handful of popcorn, you can't tell me that one extra handful isn't worth the 10 cents they're charging for the lunch. <laughs> you got to go for the bigger. Bigger is better. I think that's what you're going to see uh, coming in 2020. It's going to be big lighters. You heard it here first on the Cigar Authority. So there you go. Um, next week, by the way, I want to bring up the new Cigar Journal magazine has hit. And this is the anniversary edition of Cigar Journal magazine. Uh, just came in yesterday, so I, I thumbed through it. Uh, pretty great issue. Um, 25th anniversary of Cigar Journal magazine, which I think hands down is the best publication for Without cigars question. that's out there. Um, they have the Cigar Trophy Awards on it, as you see on the cover of it. It's got Eric Bobby and Drew Newman that's on here and a story of them. Because this is their 25th anniversary of celebrating their 100th anniversary. Yes, that's right. Uh, 60 cigar ratings, a story of Jose Blanco in there, very interesting. Uh, Christian Aroa's most memorable cigar. There's a story in there, very interesting. Not what you would think it would be. Christian Aroa's most memorable cigar. Yep. 
Does yeah. it have a Roa in the title? No, it doesn't. Really? So now you got to end up seeing. I'm not going to tell you what that is. Um, but starting tomorrow? No, starting. Do I have the date here? Starting Monday is their top 25. They're going to start with 25 to 20 on Monday and Tuesday, 19 to 14. On Wednesday, 13 to 8. On Thursday, 7 to 2. On Friday, number one. And Saturday, we'll be talking about their number one cigar with their top 25 that came out. All right. Uh, I find it very interesting because all three of us are blind tasters on that. Is that how they determine that? We you still know, have not got a straight answer. On no, that. I, I don't know how they determine it or what the rules are, but it's not like the awards they give out, the, the trophy awards right. they give out, which is consumer driven. Consumer, yeah, which is important too, what the consumer thinks. But this one is, according there to the There was the one year that we ended up with, what was it? It was eight cigars, and then two weeks later, there were four cigars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we yeah. thought for sure we were the panel. Right, right. And Without knowing. None of those cigars made it no. as, as even in the top 25. It was just, but, we need you, know, you guys to do some extra and, work. And I wondered if some of those were given to us before, and here they are again at a second look, basically. Again, we don't know. We don't know how what, what goes on. But Ryan holds out there. I know he listens all the time. Uh, love to know the story behind it of how, how that ends up happening. But... Uh, Next week, uh, good or bad, we're going to tell you what those top 25 were. And uh, typically, we beat it up because we're the Cigar Authority, and we, right. have, uh, we, we have given you the top seven cigars of the year. If, if those aren't their top seven, they're wrong. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and I'm imagining it's not going to be the same. So, uh, but uh, I would imagine if anybody else said those those words in, in a row like that, that they would be considered a dick. And sometimes nah. somehow you get away with it. Yeah. Um, and the following week is going to be Cigar Aficionado is going to do it. All the bloggers. Uh, I know Cigar Coop has begun his yesterday of his long road to give his his top one but the interesting one is skip rating the other people's top 25s or whatever when <laughs> he does his it, and he's a competitor <laughs> of, you know, of those other people so he thinks his is better of course well he rates all of the people that do the top 25 he puts oh, them oh. in order okay because i've seen him hassling coop a little bit online oh i didn't see that yeah he did it last year oh he rates the raiders, he rates the raiders. i love that it's remember awesome. we did the magazines we got in a lot of trouble you rating got, the magazine you got into a lot oh, that of was trouble. me i that was me. <laughs> yeah. i think i took that week off um, so this this cigar was smoking Guardian of, of the Farm. This is Aganosa Leaf in collaboration with the guys at Guardian of the Farm. Yeah, I can't think of their names, but is it H is it HVC? No, no, no. But anyway, this is a strong cigar, especially for Aganosa Leaf. I'd say this is up there as one of their strongest cigars. They don't make a very strong cigar. If there is a strong cigar, this is it. It's got some kick so far. Yeah. Well, a little heads up. I smoked this. Here it is in the, in the ashtray. I smoked it before the show, and so I'm going back to back with this because in the next hour, we're going to talk about the cigars it's, we smoked. It's uh, warped. Warped is right. Thank you. Warped. Thank you, Ed Sullivan. Did you look it up? or? Oh, of course. Okay. I'm old. I can't remember. All right, so let's get to it because we got a lot in the mailbag. Jonathan said he wants to throw them all away come the first of the year. So, so why not read them all in one show? No, I don't know about That's that, but we're going to get to a bunch <laughs> of them. And I do have the audio 
queued up too. Oh, terrific! Ah, terrific. The audio, this audio. Yeah, somebody sent us something audio-wise because so. you can. Yeah. So somebody did on Speakpipe. Yeah. Ah, so what? How do they do that? How do they? Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> nobody knows, but somebody will find out while Jonathan starts reading. All right. All right, so Mr. Hernandez writes through the Contact Us page. He's written to us before. Okay. Howdy, glad to hear you all are continuing the show. Yeah. In episode 501, y'all talked about, he says y'all a lot. Yeah. How most listeners are seasoned smokers when they start listening. I can't speak for the average listener, but I started listening at 18 after I smoked my first cigar. Mr. Hernandez is 18 years old or well, well, thereabouts? He was when he listened to yeah. the first show. Wow. I had Mr. Enjoyed- Hernandez, I expected to be an older man. Go ahead. <laughs> I had enjoyed the occasional pipe before that, but after my first quality cigar, I could not go back to the pipe. Also, what happened to that barista fellow who used to guest show up? Uh, lastly, I listened to the show, but I watched 501, and dag nabbit, Dave G is looking thinner. Keep up wow. the good work. Nice. You are looking thinner. Yeah. We lose a lot of baristas. It's kind of like drummers, you know. Yeah. They're here, and then... So barista Gary Marino is in Italy for two weeks. He went to Italy. He actually has a house there, and uh, he hasn't been in many years. So he went, and uh, he'll be back uh, before Christmas. We'll see him again. Yeah, Dave, you may find this shocking, but if you go to the Cigar Authority and go to Contact Us, you can leave a a voice voice message. message. Which we may or may not play on the show. But well, today we'll actually play the first. We one do ever. get notified when they it, come in. It's not all that labor intensive to print out an email and read it on the show, but to get the thing off a of speak pipe, there's downloading, there's so you, whatever. It's Sullivan. You're pushing for this magic. not to happen. I don't care. It's not me. So I expect a, a, a flood of them coming in. <laughs> do it this week. <laughs> do it. It's Ed Sullivan. You're throwing. So under was the there, bus a, there was there a question there? No, that was just a, kind of a statement. You're looking thin, I think. That's what I Thank got you. out of it. Thank you. I'm, I've been working hard. I'm going to try to be 40 pounds down by the end of the year. Be nice. That's the goal. I'm getting close. You're going to stop eating from now till then? No. I'm no. going to keep doing what I do. All right. You've, been, you've done very well, and this is the first time in my 10 years of really working with you that you haven't cheated on a diet. No. Six no months, cheating. Six months not a cheat. It's one of those diets. It's the keto thing that you can't. If yeah, you once do, you, you cheat, ruin it. Yeah, you, yeah. You three more days. You have a you bite of bread and you believe forty pounds would come right back. If you were to go through my search engine of things I search, <laughs> it's how can I cheat? Can I cheat for a day and go back? What about one meal? What I'm asking all these things. The answer is no. Is there a pill but, for this? But I'm looking for something that let me have something that I want. All right. This next gentleman writes through the contact us page and is. Uh, I thought I was the only one with an AOL account. He has an AOL account, so that whatever that tells you about him. Old. Uh, his name's Gil, and he says, I can't tell you how happy I am the show is living on. Been listening for many years, and an avid care package smoker as well. Dave, Jonathan, Barry, and Ed, bravo. Without any transition, I have a great suggestion for a show. I was always curious about the real quality of the following brands, Partagas, Hoya de Monterey, Trinidad, Cohiba, Romeo and Julieta, Punch, and I'm not, Cuba talking, I'm not talking about the Cuban brands, but right. the ones available to us in the U.S. I would really like to know your opinion on these brands. And, of course, a comparison history with the original Cubans would be welcome as well. I was searching through the past shows and was not able to find anything on these brands, which raised even more curiosity. Are they worth smoking or are they only surfing on brand reputation? Thank you for your time. All the best, Gil. 
What do you want to say, Ed Sullivan, who smokes more of them than I do? Or has. You used to. on the Cuban side. Yeah. Um, they're not what they used to be. And I think that's also true of the non-Cubans. Right. You know, uh, there's, there have been just a lot of transitions over time of the manufacturer, where they're being made. So We did do a show, a past show, where we matched up. It was just me and you, if you remember, on the mm-hmm. show. Uh, we smoked a Cohiba Cuban versus a, Co- right. a Cohiba Dominican. And I, I went into that saying this is going to be very bad for the Dominican Cohiba. Um, this is the red dot yep. Cohiba and that the Cuban was going to beat it out and stuff. And it's not the way it ended up. No. I was actually very surprised that the – well, first off, I wasn't crazy about either of them. But the Dominican one, I think, outshined the Cuban one in that particular right. – Time Now, there's a lot of different Cohibas, and you could go to Cohiba Bihique, which is in a world by itself. Uh, great cigar, and by the way. Even bucks. fairly recently, there's a, a lot of shift in the branding, right, with Romeo yeah. cigars and then the H. Utman, you know, A.J. Fernandez. So by it's Fernanda. really changing quite a yeah. bit even even now. But let me tell you, those are Altadis' workhorses, the Cuban brands. They're legacy brands. Yeah, and it's the reputation off of the family that had it in Cuba that lost it and and all that. Um, And as far as Cuba goes, those are the big names of the Cuban cigars. There's lots of Cuban brands. There's 32 of them. There's always, there's never more than 33 front marks on the market. Um, But the big names are the H. Upman, the... um, even Trinidad now, but yeah. Cohiba, Romeo and Juliet. Monte Cristo yeah. is, I think, still the best-selling. Also, also the most faked as far as you go to a Fake third world country. Yeah. Uh, what I'll say about the brands available in the U.S. is they, if you factor in all of the things that go into making a cigar, and it's not just tobacco, how much does the box cost? What does it cost to have an ad in a major publication? All these things get factored into the brand cost, so I find them to be a little overpriced for what they are. Not that they're a bad cigar. Do they draw well? Yes. Do they taste fine? Yes. But you these certainly are, can get a comparable product. These are owned by the people less. that mass produce, basically, right. if, if there's such a thing in the cigar world because it's so small. But these are the bigger brands out there that are making millions and millions of the same thing. And if you notice this year or the past few years, they have – Instead of coming out with lots of other brands that they have, they're concentrating on their big-name brands and extending those. So how many Romeo and Juliets are there? I mean, there must be 12 different kinds of Romeos, and same goes for Cohiba and and Monte Cristo, and they're just drawing it out further and further because why not use that name instead of one of their slower-moving cigars? Um, I've been told uh, as much as 90% of their business is on the big name brands. Well, it makes sense. You know, 80 20, right? Sure. Of there, but it's even further when it, when it goes to that. So uh, it, it, it's interesting. Um, but, um, there's, you know, you notice that the Dominican or the US version of the Cuban brands are not um, sought after like. Either the Cuban brand or the micro brands or the boutique boutique brands and stuff. They're they're, they're everywhere. You know, you can get them if you go into a gas station. There they are in a little pouch, and it's a much mass produced product. So, uh, but they burn well. They taste okay. It's 
Nothing bad. Nope. Yeah. Okay. All right. Also submitted through the Contact Us page, uh, we have Sean writing, Hello, Mr. J. Just wanted to say thank you to you and all of the guys involved with the Cigar Authority podcast. I've obviously been elevated to, you know, host. Here we go. Uh, a few months back, my wife and I were walking through a casino and smelled a cigar, and we said, we should try one of those. We went up to the casino cigar lounge, and the guy there recommended a $12 Dominican Bellicoso, and it was horrible. It's a big name brand. I just don't want to trash anybody. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big, big name brand. Really? Uh, and it was horrible. Uh, we went home, and a few days later, I was browsing YouTube and came across your channel, and I watched the show. And then more shows, and eventually the wife and I tried a Nicaraguan, Connecticut, also another big name brand, uh, and loved it. So thanks to you guys and the show you put on every week, my wife and I, plus our best friends, are now avid cigar smokers. Nice. Always looks for new cigars to try and loving most of them. Thank you. Best regards, So why are you not saying the name of these brands? Uh, You can just read that. This is why? The line through it. Yeah, you're being kind. Whatever. Yeah. It's not about trashing anybody. <laughs> okay. <All> okay. Right. <laughs> He's going to throw it away now. It's gone. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. Okay. That ding ding means it's time for the matchup of the week brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Who would win this hypothetical battle? And today it's each state versus each state. If every state declared war against each other in the United States, who would win? Texas. <laughs> Whoa, boom, just bang. That's it. Because it's a big state. Uh, Ed Sullivan no. agrees. Because, uh, because no other state has the motto, don't mess with us. It's don't mess with Texas. Well, we're here in New Hampshire. It's live free or die. New Hampshire would come in second yeah, place. You're, you're <laughs> all going to die. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you who becomes a property of Texas day one is California. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have any guns there. Yeah. Texas has all of them. So they'll they'll wipe out uh, California. That'll become their property, and they'll they'll slowly move further north. They're they, going to have trouble taking Alaska. I don't think they're interested in Alaska. I think I Alaska think just leave it. Alaska just fights itself. They go to Canada yeah. <laughs> or or Russia, and it's all set. Yeah, it's Texas. There's no way. Wow, I want to argue with you, but you you make a good point. I mean, they could come all the way up here. We would give them Massachusetts. Ah, I got one. So how about a state that has all the military bases in there? Heavy equipment and stuff. With the mil- maybe South Carolina. I don't know where the military bases are. Where are they? If this Virginia, if, South no, Carolina. If, if if war breaks out state to state, it isn't going to matter. It isn't going to matter. Don't mess with Texas. There's, there's dudes in Texas <laughs> that have rocket launchers. They just they keep them tucked away. They don't tell you about them. And and who would be a second? New Hampshire. We're all armed. We are all armed. It's all about the, the personal, gun rights. Personal musician, uh, munitions. I do know a lot of people with lots of, like a ridiculous amount of it's, guns. Yeah, it's, my brother and I could be hunkered down for a little while. We'd be okay. Florida, no way. Too many old people. Yeah, a lot of people going there to die already. Maybe they don't care that much. Maybe they come in third place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think they're going to have an issue with Georgia. They get a lot of guns down there. Mm-hmm. A lot of rednecks. Louisiana, jeez, redneck central. Why? What's that? Be- well, rednecks typically they buy their guns first, and then they decide what they're going to eat. So it's all who has the most guns. That's it. That's what it comes down to. 
Who has the most and, guns? And how about population? The they have a big population too. Yeah, they have a big population with lots of guns. It's a hard argument to to Hawaii, no, because no. they, they're on the island gonna be by surfing. themselves. Yeah, they're surfing. Yeah, There's no one's swimming out there to fight them. Who loses the fastest? Well, Massachusetts, California, they go first. Cigarsonist, that's our friend Rudy. Right? It is. Rudy says, I don't know, I'm thinking Florida would be up there. Lots of crazy white people in there Florida. Is. There is. Why are you going to take a race into it? Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Uh, I don't know. Maybe Rudy's Native American. So if you don't say Texas, it doesn't matter because Ed Sullivan and I both I, said Texas. I, I have to say Texas because you made a good <laughs> argument to it very fast, by the way. It wasn't just, even a thought. <laughs> really? It's yeah. Texas. Texas. All right. Get back to the mailbags. All right. Speaking of Rudith, Rudith from Canada writes, uh, now that it's been decided you will switch to Thursdays after 10 years and two months, I have one request. Uh, June, we're talking about June going the, Thursdays. And the Cigar Universe celebrates your decision. He says, please do, not do, the, please do the show no earlier than 7 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays. I admit that I ask this for selfish reasons because I don't get home from work until around the time, that time, and I still want to be able to watch that live. I know I don't have a right to ask, but I had to take a shot. Thank you well, as always for your service. If anyone has a right. Yeah, he would be the one. He's, he's the, the he's one. The, he's the uh, oldest, most loyal, and uh, I do have bestest. to say, though, Rudy, denied. We close at 8 o'clock here on the Eastern uh, Standard Well, we close time. the retail store, but we yeah, can we're not, stay. We're not Stanley. We can broadcast all you know night. As, you know as well as I do. Well, with a little talk <laughs> about that uh, before the show happened, that... Jonathan and I, many, many years ago, talked about doing a marathon and going 24 hours straight, doing a show 24, maybe something where money comes in and it goes to charity or do something, a 24-hour show. Hmm. And I said, hey, it was a long time ago. It was probably nine years ago we talked about it. What do you think about it? And he said, well, I'd do it, but I don't want to. Well, he said his exact words were, do you want to do it? And I said, I think want is a strong word. Right. I, I will do it happily. But it's not something on my bucket list, if that's what you're asking. Hey, Dave, Rocky Mountain Jim says he's in Colorado, and yeah. they're going down quick. Yeah. <laughs> they are. They're all smoking pot and shit and just chilling out. And huge, huge problem with uh, high driving in Colorado. Big surprise. I heard that from our governor here in New Hampshire. Big surprise, that He asked huh? me what I thought about um, the marijuana laws and legalizing it. He said he didn't like it. Because he's friends with the governor in Colorado, and he says, you wouldn't believe the driving drunk or high driving, I guess, yeah. um, how bad it is and everything that's going. And he says, I don't want to, um, you know, medicinal purposes is one thing, but to legalize it and say, go have fun or something, it's there's lots of problems that happen. Well, it never should have been criminalized to begin with, but if you're going to- What's the sense of having laws if it's not a crime? Why would you have a law saying what someone can and can't? put in their body do whatever you want it's your body you are a libertarian you know i am yeah and then the the law comes into effect when you make the decision to get behind the wheel and you start affecting other people's rights that's where the law comes okay. in so that's how it should work so can they do heroin too? absolutely yeah okay <laughs> let's start wiping out the weakest links left and right hmm. all right all right larry writes through the contact us page Guys, I'm so glad you will continue the Cigar Authority beyond episode 501. I about screamed when I heard you will continue on Saturdays through June 6th. 
You see, we have planned our family annual reunion in Reading, Vermont, and my wife and I were planning to come up a few days early so I could catch a live show. Dang, looks like I won't see you on a Saturday. Well, we'll be here, but we just won't be doing this. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a special show just for Larry. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll plan to drive from Vermont on whichever day you decide after June 6th. Looking forward to watching you grill Mr. J in person. I don't like that. What yeah. does that mean? Uh, I like all you guys. Couldn't imagine a show without all of you. I especially love the banter. Your show is priceless. See you sometime in late June, early July. Well, speaking of Barry, there's, a, there's an over-under if Barry's even coming back next week. Oh, he is coming back, you think? I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, there's I a process. I thought he retired. Uh, he's out to lunch. He's out to lunch, actually. He's out to lunch. Is he really eating in a van? He's eating in a van by the river. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they're eating in the van. I know there was lunch and a van. Lunch and a van is what we got. I don't know if it's in a van and, or and a van. And it was, we're going to wait until June to do this on a Thursday. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to wait till June. And All right, I'm then taking the next, a day off. Then the next thing, he takes a day off. And I remember somebody that, that did this just like this. Not you. No. But it was somebody went golfing, if you yeah, remember. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Tommy G. Tommy Grella went golfing, and then they never, never came again. back never again. Came so, back. <laughs> so we'll see next week if. Uh, Dave, on the 24-hour show. Yeah. One Why of, are you saying that like it's a foregone conclusion? One of We're our, just in talks. One of our loyal listeners says, 24 hours? Ha! Huh. Try filling two hours of non-mailbag content first. Ah! Wow, that's a low blow. Wow. It's harsh. You know why we have so many mailbags? Because we don't get to them. Because we know. have too much so, content. So in the past, if, you, if you've heard mailbag for the past three weeks, <laughs> it's because we haven't been doing it. So we should try to squeeze a couple in every single week and stuff, but sometimes we just can't get to it. Well, so, you know, some people like certain things. Other people don't. Yeah, we, we see that. Can't make everybody happy. No, so we'll make ourselves happy. Yeah, that's all. Uh, speaking of being happy, we got our first Christmas card nice. for the Cigar Authority. It may be the first one ever, <laughs> so I want to bring mention to it. Season's greetings. Uh, the best of wishes to you and yours for the holiday season. Thank you for your team for all the support. Best wishes, Terrence Riley. And I got a patch. This Ooh, is hang on a, a second. Aganorsa leaf. Is it spelled Nicaragua. out phonetically? So no, you know it's how spelled to... Aganorsa. But Aganorsa. No. He only sent Aganorsa. us one patch. They did. They... So we have to share it. You can have it on your jacket for a little while, then I'll have it on All my right. jacket. <laughs> they obviously could only afford one patch, even though we have four people on the panel. Well, Terrence, I have it in the something. There's some law with when you have possession. Yeah, nine tenths of the law or something like that. So. Well, one of us is armed right now. Ah, one of us. The other one is Dave Garofalo. <laughs> Silly. <laughs> you don't think I have a weapon? You're on not me. armed. No. Get out of here. Well, I'm I'm less than fifty feet away from water, <laughs> and it's a fifty caliber. There we go. Um. Okay, uh, um, Guardian of the Farm, what are we thinking here? There's a lot of sweetness going on right out of the gate. It stays lit. I put it down. I talk for an awful long time, and it stays lit. That gets extra points just for that. I'm so happy when that happens. Um, I am going to disagree with you, with you a little bit on the strength factor. It really? was a little, a little strong at the beginning, and it's kind of calmed down as I'm past the five-inch mark here, going four and a half inches. It's calmed down to a really solid medium. Eight. I'm. I just gave my answer out. <laughs> I was going to say one to ten. I'm not going to tell you what my answer is. It's eight. One to ten strength. 
Six. Eight. Six. You guys just do it. So we got a show coming up soon where we're going to talk about the strongest cigars. And uh, you start thinking, give you, you know, something to think about. My thought on this is it's a very good cigar. I imagine they sell enough to be able to afford four patches. Yeah. When I ask you guys a number from one to ten, you always say six, by the way. That's not true. That is not true. Yeah? No. It's when you say something is strong and it isn't. It always you, it always goes to six. I think everything you smoke is I between said, a six and a seven. I would have said five, but you said eight. I knew you were going to say eight. Because <laughs> so I, I, I accidentally it said it. I brought it up a little bit. Uh, no, this is this is an eight. It doesn't look like it's going to be an eight, but it, it listen, there's a whole bunch of people no, smoking. Eight. This is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package. I'm going to talk about it right now that I have it. So if you're not part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, you should be. And you can find that on the Cigar Authority. You see it on the right-hand side. Um, and if you want to be join, uh, you won't get cigars until uh, the end of December, which will be for January, and that's how it works. But we're going to run a little thing for Christmas starting right now. Buy anything from twoguyscigars.com. Spend $99 or more and simply put TCA gift, the Cigar Authority gift, in the comments section as you check out. And we're going to include one of these Travel cigar cases or herf. It's a travel humidor is what yeah. it is. So uh, Personal it, says consumption. The, it says the Cigar Authority on it and uh, humidifier in it. You put five cigars. You couldn't even put a price on it because there are no none for sale. Yeah. So it's priceless. So what happened is we had to buy a whole bunch in order to make it say the Cigar Authority. But the idea was to the people that joined the Cigar Authority Prime we thought would give them a little gift, extra gift. They do get an extra cigar each week, each month. Instead of twenty four ninety nine, they pay twenty nine ninety nine, get an extra cigar, and it's been a great cigar each and every time. Uh, but just for basically trusting us, um, we threw a little something extra in those. But there's a whole bunch of people in the care package, so here's your opportunity to add that um, ne uh, next time. And what you can do is go to twoguyscigars.com, spend $99 or more, put TCA gift in the comment, and um, we're going to get this out to you. This offer is good till Christmas Day or until supplies last, which could be sooner than that. Um, if you spend $150 or more, you get free shipping. But if you say put this with your next month care package, you're going to get free shipping Two, you spend 99 you get free shipping. You can always add that, but the best way to do that, uh, according to uh, Ed and Barry, tell me, uh, please call if you're going to do that. 888 uh, 224 or 888-2-CIGAR-2. Call them and say, listen, add this to there and put it with my care package so you can save on the shipping too. Um, if you're not a member, go to thecigarauthority.com and sign up for the care package, either $24.99 for four cigars a month or $29.99. You get the fifth cigar, um, and that's all I got for there. So there's the um, there's that. And uh, with that being said, we're going to break. And what did we smoke this week? This was interesting. I told you guys last week to keep track of what you did. I uh, will tell you what the average was for the week of smoking from each one of us, 
And you may not be surprised at that. What we smoked and lots more. We got more in the mailbag and lots going on. We're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper, considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez, full-flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper, rich in bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice, and available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum, competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, the Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, Those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. 
1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar-making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is Eric Newman from the J.C. Newman Cigar Company, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. And they're getting ready for their uh, big reveal of their new Museum, yes, over at the JC New. Yep. Can't wait to go see that. It'll be ready in February. We're back and we're talking about mailbags, and we're going to reveal a question that's asked of us all the time: What have you been smoking, and how many cigars do you guys smoke every single week? You're going to be surprised. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And uh, to that effect, yeah, uh, I am Visuals wrote via Instagram. Uh, he wanted to know about palate cleansers. If you're smoking multiple cigars back to back, what do you use to keep your palate cleansed? And I would say that cleansing the palate is a bit of a misnomer. It's not so much that you want to cleanse it. You want to be able to get the bad stuff off, the tar, if you will, to clear off your palate. But you need a little bit of mud quality. Otherwise, everything just starts to taste like smoke. Tar and mud. It doesn't sound good to me so far, what you're saying, but go ahead. So I smoke between five and eight cigars a day. And I'll tell you the number one thing. Sparkling water. It's a good one. I use sparkling water. This one's a Italian natural mineral water. I don't know how much mineral there is in it, but I drink a lot of it. And, and why that, is it Italian? Market basket. It just says Italian. Right? So, <laughs> and they, they have a little Italian flag. Yeah. It must be legit. Uh, but and I, I use, and I think that's a Greek-owned company. The market be. basket too. <laughs> uh, but the bubbles, that effervescent quality, kind of lifts a little bit of the dirt off the tongue. Hot uh, black coffee. Black coffee's the other one. That's awesome. Uh, we have done potato chips in the past. Well, that's <laughs> with, that's between candy bars. Yeah, that's right. a different thing. Yeah, the ruffles. 
with the uh, cleansing, salty stuff. I got to give a shout out to my sister, by the way, who is watching the show. Ah. She doesn't get a chance to watch often. Naomi's watching from uh, Florida. Yeah. Good. She'll have a cigar with you now and then. Yeah, she's smoking an Atabay right now. Oh, she nice. to rub it in. There we go. Uh, we are smoking the Guardian of the Farm. And as we all know, this is about an eight from an eight to ten <laughs> in strength. Um, I'll tell you, it did settle down. It started off. It had a little a bit of an aggressive I'll, quality. I'll go to down it. to a seven now at this point, not a six. But I'll go. I'll go up to a six and a half. Okay. Meet you halfway. I'm not moving. It, no, it, it started off stronger and, and, and yeah. tapered down it, a bit, right? But I don't like the fact that you say stronger. It's not that it started off stronger. You said it right away when you lit it. It just had an aggressive taste. There was a there was a peppery component. Strong. It was, it was strong, right? You can't get, didn't lift weights, but it was it was strong in flavor. <laughs> strong, right? In flavor, but the most That's people it. most people are talking about how much N- no of a, of a nicotine no, push there is. Nobody's talking about literally nicotine. everyone except for you is. Is how much nicotine it has? Not a percentage it, per se, but that's that's the well, rating of a strength on a cigar. No, nobody knows what the nicotine level is at all. This is why it's fairly arbitrary. But when you say <laughs> something is mild, medium, full, strength in flavor. Strength and flavor and taste. Right. If you add Which the word flavor, I'm okay with it. In taste. It tastes strong. It is strong, right? You smoke a cigar and you say, wow, this is strong. You don't say, this is about a two and a half, three in nicotine. Well, let's use, uh, let's use cold brew coffee. You yeah. Take a sip of cold brew coffee, whether it's hot or cold, and it's sweet. It's not strong. But it is strong. But it's, the, but the, it's the, high the caffeine. caffeine. You end up flying high, so you tell but, somebody, but people, oh, this is... People I, have the cold brew coffee, and they say, wow, it's not strong. And then you have an espresso, and you say, wow, this is strong. Which one has more caffeine in it? The cold brew. Yeah, but it's, they don't call that strong. But they're saying it wrong, then. Okay. <laughs> wow, you're so freaking tough. <laughs> so uh, we, we, we smoke lots of cigars during the week, and I, I asked you guys not to do anything different than you normally do, but keep track of it this time, and we could... Pr- do it through the register anyway to see what you guys are smoking anyway. Um, but we'll start with you, Ed. What have you been smoking this week? Okay. Well, the cigar we're smoking now is my 58th cigar oh my God. of the week. <laughs> 58 cigars. So you're taking it from when the show was over last week or when the show started, I guess. Uh, when it was over. Okay. And so of the 58, if I count this one, this is my... 21st distinct cigar of the week. So 21 different. 21 different. And the list looks something like this. A, a Perdomo Lot 23. Thank you, yeah, Roy. Don't do the repeats, but nope. different cigars, right? Uh, Perdomo Small Batch, Connecticut. Which you purchased yourself. Yeah. Roma Craft Neanderthal HOXD. You probably had more than one. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Roma Craft Neanderthal HN. Ah. The bigger size. Yeah. Aganorsa Signature Selection. Uh, I actually had three. I don't know what they were because I smoked three Cigar Journal cigars this week. I'm running behind you two on Yeah, we're done. Um, Did you finish? No comment. Oh, you didn't even finish yet. (laughs) You got till December 8th, I think. uh, No, I have till Friday, I believe. Okay. This coming Friday. Wow. You then, smoke so many cigars, and you can't get to a dozen cigars. No, it's you could, tough. Because you could do it in a day 
if you want to. No, he really can't because he's producing. Correct. So he's, he's got to do it at a time. I do. I usually smoke one before I really start producing for the day because I can't be taking notes okay. while I'm trying yeah, to. Yeah, and you're trying to do your best you can with it. Right. So you try to do one a day. And I had a chubby unicorn. Yes, you did. So Yes, you did. I, if Barry were here, he'd ask if I had a chubby, and I would have to say yes. You had one, but you don't have any more. I don't have any So that's more. a new cigar that will be for Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, but not for sale, from no. what he tells me. The only way to get it is at events and things and get it yep. from him. Then I had an Umbagog, which is... I had one, you know. I gave it to Mike Damari. I know you did. Yeah. Because I know he would geek out over it. It's, a, it's like feeding straw. You should have taken the band off and made him smoke it. Yeah. He's going <laughs> to touch himself it, to look at that. It was good. Out. It's like feeding strawberries to swine. Yeah. If you give it to Damari. Um, it was good. I preferred the unicorn to the chubby unicorn. All right. I had an Umbagog, which is my snow-blowing cigar of choice. Yeah. We had some snow, so the Umbagogs came You know, out. we only sell them in 10-packs, so I never do smoke that yeah. cigar. I forget about it, and we got we to gotta do that on the show. I forget that. Um, I had a couple Moistra de Sacas. I had the Exclusivo and the hashtag NLM. Now T-A-K. leave me the hell alone. Yeah. Aladino Corojo Reserva Corona. Romacraft Cro-Magnon Knuckle Dragger, HVC Black Friday, Single Cask Nation, HVC Broadleaf, Atabay Hechizos, the wow, Baby Jesus. Like yeah. I love that one. A Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, the little Perfecto. Yeah, nice. Uh, Perdomo Champagne. Perdomo Champagne. Yeah. Were you I, gifted that or nope. you, you bought it? No, nope. Jonathan likes, knows. He I, likes the Corona size. All right. Nope. Yeah, and that's the full list for the week. All right, that's a lot of cigars and uh, some variety, but yeah, a lot of cigars. All right, let's go to Mister Variety here, who I see smoking the same thing over and over. But because you see me once a day, yeah. Um, so I had thirty. He, he, I can, he wishes. He that's all I can handle. Once a day. That's all I can handle. Uh, I had uh, a total of thirty-one cigars. Wow, and uh, sixteen are different from each other. So uh, not in any particular order, but I did kind of start in alphabetical order. Aladino Corojo Reserve. Which is what you smoked. I smoked. Multiple times. I'm not going to answer that. All right. Uh, I smoked the Robusto and the Corona number four. I had the American. You're off the Toro. And if you remember when that cigar came out, the Toro came out first, and you were so mad when they came out with a different size, and you said, just leave it alone the way it is, <laughs> and now it's Robusto and Corona. Go ahead. <laughs> I smoked the American Toro. Mm-hmm. Ah, I had the single cask nation, which I was pleasantly surprised. I wasn't expecting much out of that cigar. And uh, once you light it, a lot of that bourbon flavor kind of dissipates and gets into the background. It's still there subtly. Very good. I had a uh, Perdomo bourbon barrel aged uh, sun grown epicure. Flor de Lorraine Quatre. Sober Mesa Brulee, because our buddy Steve Saka was around, mm-hmm. and I said, uh, I'll take the sweet-tipped one. <laughs> <laughs> and he laughed, and he handed it to me. Really? Okay. Uh, I had the Rocky Patel ALR Robusto, mm-hmm. Bandolero Picaros, HVC Series A, the Canone's size, uh, Hammer and Sickles Hermitage Toro, Christoph Shade Grown Robusto. I smoked that cigar a second time because we had it on the show last week. And you're off shade, but you went to it. That was the shade grown. It's not a Connecticut shade. Okay. Uh, there is a Connecticut shade in my list here. 
uh, Garofalo, Sun Grown Toro, and also Connecticut Toro, but we had the Connecticut Toro because of the cigar tasting. Yeah. Uh, Aganorsa Habano Toro, HVC Black Friday Shorts, and the JFR Lunatic Short Titan. Not my thick ring gauge, but I, there's something about that particular one in the Habano. I dig it. And did is anything here you smoked because you knew you were going to say it or no? That's just your, this is what you do. What I do. And Ed, no, normally thing. I wouldn't. Same thing. Normally I probably wouldn't gravitate to the shade grown by Christoph, but we smoked it on the show and I really liked it, so I, I went back to it. The other day I had to go into my trash barrel by my desk. <laughs> Because I forgot to keep track. And I'm like, oh, no. It was at the end of the day. And I'm like, holy God. And I'm pulling out cigar butts out of there and writing them down. I just couldn't even remember what I what I smoked. Uh, but I have that. But first, let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum cigars. <laughs> A lot of our listeners might be familiar with the TV show Storage Wars, where people bid blindly on storage lockers that originally owners have defaulted on. In 1989, a couple in Long Island blindly bid on a locker and won the bid for $100. 1989. We're going back to <laughs> 1989. Go ahead. Historic news stories oh. that are too insane to be true. Or are, are they? they? Uh, inside the locker was a 1976 Lotus Esprit, which was one of the eight made and used in the James Bond film, The Spy Who Loved Me. After doing some cosmetic repairs, the couple... Put the car up for auction, and the winning bid was $997,000 to an anonymous buyer. That anonymous buyer was recently announced as Elon Musk, who would use the car's design as an inspiration for the new Tesla Cybertruck. Wow. Elon Musk now plans to take the car that he bought at auction and convert it to a car that can also be used as a submarine, just like in the movie. The question remains, will it be waterproof, or will it crack under pressure? And that's not only insane... That's asylum. Because of the ball bearing that they threw at the window? <laughs> Which I, I still think is a, a bit of a, a stunt. I think they made that window crack Everybody's talking about it. Yeah, All right. So uh, dummy. this week for me, I smoked 26 cigars, less than Ollie's. But I did have some shit going on earlier in the week. So you'll <laughs> see not, not many cigars because I was busy. But um, that was Saturday to Friday night. I had two repeats, that's it, throughout this, and an average of 3.7 cigars a week. So A day. A day, which is, so I got the answer because I could never answer it. And I, I was always saying to people, five. I probably smoke about five cigars a day just thinking. And it's probably close to that because I had a couple of slow days. Um, I smoked the HVC Black Friday. And during the show last week, we did the Aladino, Connecticut, and the Aganosa Leaf, Connecticut, Robusto. So I counted it from Saturday to today. And uh, after the show, I smoked a Diamond Crown number three and a 22 degrees north, 83 degrees west sublime. Um, that is uh, our friend there. Um, Jesus Fuego. Jesus Fuego, yeah. Sunday, I smoked a La Giana Toro Natural in the morning. Later on, in Atabay Ritos. 
during a football game, I think. And uh, at the end of the night, a Fleur de Lorraine Quattro, which I think you mentioned yep. yourself that you smoked that. Monday, I started with a United Toro Natural. That was when it snowed out. Mm-hmm. We were snowing. We were out there shoveling a little bit, or I was watching you shovel. <laughs> I love, I love, I love the mouse in his pocket. <laughs> but I took a picture of that, put that on social media as that happened. Later, a Garofalo Natural Toro, a Sereno XX Maduro, and then a repeat cigar, which I won't say what it is because mm-hmm. we will find out um, in the next hour um, what I repeated on that. Tuesday, uh, I started with a Hammer and Sickle Tradition Churchill, moving on to Alagiana Bambino Maduro, from a big cigar to a small cigar. To another small cigar, a Toscano Garibaldi, which we just received a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, on to a Perdomo Habano Sun Grown Robusto. That was a visit from our friends from Perdomo that came in. I talked with him and had that. And then later on, a cigar I don't believe we even carry, an Asylum Year 7. Ah. That came in as a package to me, and I said, oh, let me try this. This is something I try at trade shows after you're 100 cigars in or something, not paying attention. It was very smart of Christian to send that to me because it was very good, and uh, I forgot about it, and uh, there it was there. Wednesday, the Americans came in, so I tried the American again. I liked it. Um, there's a cigar just every once in a while we're going to have. Uh, I don't know if there's any available or anything, but the American is an all-American cigar. Made in Tampa, Florida, and everything's American about it. Uh, the paper on the box is every single thing. Um, I smoked two blends samples that came in from a manufacturer. I'll leave nameless to try these two blends. Uh, and I smoked them actually at the same time, two at the same time. Uh, and then a La Flor Dominicana 25th anniversary. Wow. Stepping your game up, son. Uh, you saw it was missing on my desk or yeah. something, and you say, who'd you give that to? And I said, no, I smoked it. It wasn't all that strong. I enjoyed it. It was a big cigar, and I enjoyed it all the way down. Thursday, Sin Compromiso Toro, first cigar of the day. Do you remember that? Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you out of your mind? It was okay. I, I handled that no problem. Then another asylum that came in that pack from Christian, which was the Asylum Panamonium. Big cigar, big mm-hmm. long cigar. Another one that I enjoyed. I mean, it was I mean, the cigar must have been nine inches long. Uh, and then a repeat cigar again. And then on Friday, a sample blend, a Byron, and a Lagiana Maduro it was Friday. Just three cigars. And one here of I was today. A Byron. Yeah, one of them was a Byron. I'm jealous. And this morning, that counts or doesn't count that I had um, this Scotty in the farm before the show started. And now I'm trying it again. So that was me with that. But let's find out what's up in the cigar world with Jonathan. It's time for What's What's Up up? in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. 
And a new commissioner of the FDA is one step closer to approval as the Senate Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee approved Dr. Hahn's nomination by a vote of 18 to 5. Dr. Hahn is a cancer specialist who previously worked for the National Cancer Institute as well as the University of Pennsylvania. You could look at that as maybe a tough one to deal with, but we'll see how well, that plays out. National up. Cancer Institute, biggest study ever done on tobacco. Monograph number nine. And maybe it gives us a shot to be able to separate to the two products. Right, because they can see that they're different. And he probably knows Dr. Mark S. McCosey. We could just send him in as oh. a Trojan horse, if you will. There we go. Uh, Javier Estatus president of Tobacalera USA will serve another term as chairman of the Cigar Association of America for another year. Estadas became the chairman in 2016, and each year the CAA has amended its bylaws to allow him to serve another term. Even though that the company is being sold and we don't even know if he has a job pretty soon, well, but that's, we'll see how that plays out. That's what's up. That's what's the up. World of cigars in today. the cigar world. Coming up next week, um, our friend Phil Zangi. From Indian Motorcycle Cigars, Mr. Debonair himself will join us on the show, and we look forward to him. And coming up, Mike the Cop on December 21st. He is now the new rep, full-time rep for Rocky Patel Cigars here in the New England area. And um, we tried to have him on the show many times to talk to him about what do we do if we get arrested and, you know, little tricks of uh, how to work your way around the police. And he couldn't do it, but now he said he can and he will because he's fully retired and he can tell us some backstories of there. December 28th, we'll announce the Cigar of the Year. The, care, the not care packages, the contenders for the Cigar of the Year packs are out. Uh, Barry's not here to tell me if we got any votes or anything like that yet, but I'll be dealing with him on uh, immediately following Christmas to try to get all the information down and make a decision then and only then that we'll do that. And um, then it's uh, a new year, and I'm starting to fill up the, the calendar here and getting information from our listeners, which is great, and we'll keep doing that. So uh, we smoked a lot of cigars. We smoked a lot of cigars this week, and it gives, I don't know if it means anything to anybody of what we smoke, but well, what um, it, what people it, ask all the time. Yeah. I would say, uh, in looking at my list, half of the cigars that I smoked were repeats, and the other half were all right. That's that's new fair. Products. That's okay. And this, is, I didn't change a damn thing about how I smoked. I followed the rules exactly. I didn't add anything. I didn't say, oh, I need more variety. This is exactly how I that, do it. That's what I would say to a customer, actually. That you know, half the time try new things, and half the time go to your your staples, which is what you did. So that's okay. All I do see you do is smoking the same thing over and over. Because you see me first thing in the morning. Yeah. I, like, I, I like to start the day off with something I know I love. All right. I don't want a disappointment as the first cigar because who knows what the day – the heating system went down this morning. Thank God I smoked something I liked this morning, and now I can go deal with that. My feet are wet. I'm cold. Yeah. My nose is running. All right. Better not come down with anything. Uh, Size-wise and stuff, you, you saw in mine, I was all over the place. Small cigars, big cigars. Didn't matter. I'm pretty damn consistent. It's either a Robusto or a Toro, except for that uh, Corona by Aladino. Yeah. And you consistent size-wise, pretty much? Mo most of them are Corona or smaller. How do you get smaller than the Corona? Bambino, I guess. Uh, Perdomo, small yeah, batch. Yeah, small batch, too. Um, I yeah. like the Perdomo small batch. I never go to that. No. Real good. Uh, the HOXD is a small cigar. When I went away with you, it was... 
Those are great. Yeah, they're, they're great for smoking. Sun Grown is also. You know what I noticed good. about Ed Sullivan when he smokes a Toro? He only smokes half of it. Mm, I lose moves, interest. Then he moves on. <laughs> All right. Because there's been a couple of times in the last few weeks that I've caught him and I'm like, hey, there's half a cigar here. Why are you lighting well, something now, else up? One of those times, though, <clears throat> was because the non smoking show was coming. That's I fair. I have to put it down. That and- is fair. You know, when I smoke a big cigar, though, I feel like successful. I don't know. It's a big cigar is, I don't know. It's a long journey. It's a, I like a big cigar. My problem is that, let's say with the HVC Black Friday, I got a couple of boxes in the humidor. I wish the cigar was longer because it just, I need more of it. I end up smoking two of them. Yeah. I, I did it on one of mine, back-to-back on the, on the same thing. And we're not saying what our repeats and stuff are because in the next segment, we're going to really play with that. So let's, let's give a final thought here on Guardian of the Farm. Not all that consistent as far as the flavors go. The one thing that has been consistent is there's been a sweet component from the start to the end. There was a little peppery and aggressive right at the beginning, probably from the unfinished foot. That's where we got that boost of pepper. And then things kind of mellowed out as far as the pepper went, but there was always a sweet component that was always going through. I, I have more spicy pepper strong throughout the whole thing that even tingly spices, which I can't pick out what it is, but there's a lot of spice. This is a spicy, full-flavored cigar. Cinnamon, white pepper. I think white pepper for sure. Yeah, it's not a full sting. It's just a no. little little tingle yeah. in there. Yeah, I got tingling going on. It looks like it's a mild cigar. It's not. It, it's something that I would say to a guy that looked at a looking at mild cigars. He's got a handful of cigars, and this is one of them. Stronger than you think it is. I, I concur. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's go to break. When we come back, we're going to call it a Yankee swap. We're going to light up the favorites of the other guy and uh, dig back into the mailbag, too. We're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX, all aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create 
make this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's Cigar Journal. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar. 
Pure Authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa Tobacco Farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. Sono Michael Cappellini dal Toscano Cigars. Stai ascoltando al Cigar Authority sul United Podcast Network. Benvenuti a tutti voi. All right. So I'll, I'll let the cat out of the bag that uh, Toscano was one I smoked multiple times. But they're small. You cut them in half and you smoke multiple ones of those. But anyway, welcome back, everybody, to hour number two. And we're going to do a little Yankee swap as we dig into the mailbag further. And based on the information you provided one of our employees there, we have three cigars that we have had multiple times. Each one of us told somebody and they wrapped them up here and they all look the same you can't tell which one's a big cigar which one's a little cigar which one's a thick which one's a thin they're all the same as far as we can see and i have three pieces of paper here and last time we went with the youngest to the oldest and all that so this time i think we'll go right to the middle guy um which should be ed sullivan you're the middle aged But I can't reach the numbers. Nope, but you, I got them from left, right. left, well, right, middle. Give me the one on your left. On my most. left. So you are going second, number right. two. For Yankee swap rules, that would be the worst one. Yes. That would be the worst one. Well, what are Yankee swap rules? Well, they're <laughs> all over the place. So what are we know? going by before, so all right, before so Jonathan even picks? I, I did a search, and we just came up with a set of rules. All right. And people play different ways. But the way this rule goes is the person who receives the number one will pick a gift that is not their own. We don't know in this Correct. case. So from the pile, open it for all to see. During the selection of a wrapped gift, the participant may visually inspect the gifts. We're not going to let you touch them, though, because you could feel sizing and the yeah. like. The person who receives number two then chooses a gift and opens it and then must decide whether to keep it or swap it. So number one doesn't get to choose. He gets his he, gift, period. He Well, he starts with it, but he's going to get to choose at the end. Oh, all right. Okay. right. So number one is the best number. All right. And then, you know, you go in order and you open it, decide whether to keep it or swap it. And once they're all open, the person who picked first gets to choose from all the gifts or keep. And if, and if we get stuck with our own, there's only three of us, you're stuck with your own. You're stuck with your own. Which I, is probably not a problem because you like that cigar to begin with. Right. All right. So we got two here. We got a left and a right left. What do you want? <laughs> I think I'll go with this one here. 
Number one. Yeah. You get to go first. <laughs> You'll go second, and I end up with whatever it is, and I'm number three, and that's it. So, number one, you have one, two, or three. Which do you want? I think I'm going to go with uh, the first one here. That's yours. All right. You get and to open it. You get to open it first. All right. It's exciting. This is like opening a Christmas present. There we go. <laughs> It's got cellophane on it. Maybe this becomes uh, what Ooh, people do. This oh, is I wonder who that could be. Neanderthal. I wonder who that could be, Ed Sullivan. You picked, you, so you smoked that multiple times. Multiple it's times. It's a Neanderthal. It is a strong cigar. I think my Neanderthal total for the week was 23. 23 of them yeah. in a week. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that, that's uh, a problem. More were HOXDs. We went with the HN in this case to give you a full smoking experience. 23 in a week, plus you smoked a whole bunch of other cigars. You're a couple not. others. All right, I got a left and right. You're a second. Left. Well, give me the one on the left. On my left. Yes. Right. Jonathan can open it for you? Sure. All right. All right. I like opening presents. But don't take it out of the cellophane. I don't want your fingers on it. Uh, there doesn't appear to be cellophane. What? There's no cellophane on it. Well, don't touch it. <laughs> Too bad. Oh, there's tissue paper on the other end. Uh, I'll handle that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so I'm not going to yeah. send this to you because no. you may not end up with it. This is an Aladino Reserva, Corojo Reserva. In the Robusto, Robusto size. size, which would be yours. I yeah, smoked. And, uh, so what do you get to do five now? Five or six times. Well, I could take Jonathan's, but I don't want him to have the Corojo Reserva, so I'm going to keep it. He's going to keep it. You're going to keep and it. And I did smoke uh, several of those this week. You Three. Did. So you're happy with that. I'm happy with so it. So I obviously know what this is. <laughs> so do I trade this with somebody Oh, you can open it if you like, or you could do your trade first, if you want to trade. And then is it over? No, Jonathan gets Yeah, I get the final say. (laughs) So what's your play? Am I going to mess with Ed Sullivan? I'm going to switch with Ed Sullivan, my cigar. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Can I leave it sealed? Well, he he needs to know what it is to make his choice. It's got to be open. All right. Ooh, 2283. In the sublime size. So that one is, is mine that right now. That one is now. Ed Sullivan's Am at I, the moment. Yeah. It's a lot of Corojo happening on this You know stage. what? I'm going to keep mine. Whoa. And I'm going to let you smoke. So we're staying where we are? We're staying where we are. I'm taking a deep breath of, uh, I thought you were going to switch with me and I'd be <laughs> stuck with, with the Neanderthal. He's no. feeling brave. I'm going to smoke. I haven't yeah. smoked in a little bit. So, all right. I ought to so light it up. This is not a go to for me because it's a little. He- I like the regular line, is better for me, but this is a little little heavy for me. But I love the Corojo taste. So, let's get to it. It's time to cut our cigars. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. This is not an ideal cigar to use a cutter with because it's so flat. This the is top. the one that used to come with a little razor blade back yep. in the day. So you could cut the top off with a razor blade, and then somebody must have got hurt. <laughs> Something happened because that stopped. Happened. Pamela's here. 
This is uh, Jonathan every day. Every day. I like to start my day off with that. I have not had all that many of these because it's a little too heavy for me. A little, uh, a little hay on the cold draw. A very, very subtle note of raisin. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Big Buddha. Do I taste a little menthol-y? Menthol-ish? Eucalyptus, Eucalyptus is what you're tasting. <laughs> uh, the Vertigo Big Buddha features four jets fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. You got a flip-out bullet punch and easy adjustment all for the low price of $39.99. That's the Vertigo Big Buddha. Ask for it by name. I like the uh, cold draw taste of this cigar, but now I'm about to get a punch in the throat. Here it comes. You're going to get a taste of deliciousness is what you're going to get. Yeah, very in the nose, right off the plenty going on here. Plenty on this cigar. This was not in the contenders for the cigar of the year. It's a great cigar. It's not a contenders of the year because you can't get it all the time. This is small amounts that are made each month, I believe. Yeah, 400 boxes a month. Yeah, so it comes out all the time, but... You know, you got to, uh, they don't last. Because we don't get 400 of them. We get what we get, and that's it. They've been good to us, but we get what we get. So, all right, stop back with the mailbag. <clears throat> all right, <laughs> Seth, right, my nose is still running. It's cold in here. Uh, Seth writes through the Contact Us page. Wanted to say congratulations on 501, and say I enjoyed listening and learning along with all of you for the last two years. You have increased my very occasional cigar habit to a weekly trend. Love the knowledge and passion for the subject that you all have. Thanks again for sharing your passion, and hopefully we'll be listening to you on episode 502. Uh, Mr. Jonathan, you can use my name if you wish. Seth. Here we go, Seth. <laughs> so that's not no questions or something. You got the things that say congratulations and all that is nice, but that's not a... I feel strongly that if somebody takes the time to write in... We should, we right. should read it. Go ahead. Uh, all right. This one is going to stir up the pot a little bit. All right. That's what we're looking for. And this is with respect to the sweet-tipped debacle <laughs> with Steve Saka and our own Jonathan Carney. The incident, as we call it. Uh, and this is referencing, uh, Dave, you said it, it was a shit sandwich, Carney's re remarks. Uh, I don't think it was a shit sandwich that they criticized Steve Saka for saying the cigar was sweet-tipped. But people feel differently. I want to try cigars that are not sweet-tipped and would be upset that it isn't what it was represented to be. I like whiskey and especially bourbon, but I don't buy barrel finishes because I don't want the other alcohol flavoring. So a shit sandwich is saying something really nice, then beating the shit out of them, and then saying something nice at again. So the middle part of it is the shit. <laughs> and that's why it was a shit sandwich. Of what he ends up doing, yeah, I don't, and, I, and I, I can see it coming when he started. When we start by saying he makes great cigars and all this stuff, and I go, "Oh no, here it comes!" And then he ends up beating the shit out of him, and then he ends it very well and says, "Again, Steve makes great stuff." And I actually bought a box of these, despite they taste sweet to me because there's something been added, and that was the shit sandwich. Now, what if, what if Saka isn't sweetening the cap? He says he's not. Correct. Yeah. No one's ever asked him, are you sweetening the binder? Ah. 
So and it comes through because you wet your lips on it, and, and the wrapper's slightly it, it moistened. Would be, it would be ge- genius idea, but no one's ever asked him that question. No. And I forgot to ask him when I saw him the All other right. day. But I'm gonna have to ask him. That. But I would rather you save that for the show. These okay. are things. That, so let me ask you. Because if if you go back to that show, the first thing I did when I put the cigar in my mouth, I go, "Wow, do you add sweetness to this?" No. I didn't say it uh, because I had no idea, right? And then as soon as it went in my mouth, I'm like, and then he's saying, no, I do all this stuff with it. And I'm as he's going on, I'm like, man, no, it's definitely there. Yeah, so he's the only manufacturer that figured out how to ferment Connecticut shade yes. to get it to have a sweetness. Yeah. It's not... Oh, tobacco, you know, you taste smoke and things are, you know, we say raisin, which is a sweetness. Yeah. It's not like that. This tastes like sugar. Right. Right. That's what it tastes like to me. I had one recently and it was the same thing is what I got. But uh, right now it's time for the Don Raphael offer of the day brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? 50 bucks to extend your next handshake. For one full minute. <laughs> Say nothing, just smile as you shake the hand of the next person that happens for one full minute. Hold on to it, don't let go, because it doesn't count, and you gotta make it through a whole minute. And if you do, you get a $50 bill. Isn't that the creepiest shit when <laughs> someone doesn't let go of your hand and they're making awkward eye contact and they really, really seem intent on asking you how you are doing and they're yeah, squeezing they look directly in your eyes and sometimes they do the double touch right oh the two hand over the hand now you, or they're touching your or arm or the pull in the oh. handshake and pull in yeah which is ooh, that's creepy too <laughs> did i just see his tongue come out yeah, is he, where is he going with this <laughs> very uncomfortable situation i think I could, a full minute is 60 seconds it's a long time because it, i i think after about 10 seconds. They're going to try to break away, so you're really going to have to hold on. Right. A handshake is five seconds. This it, is 20 times that. It's, uh, handshake is one second. Uh, I don't know. It's a good handshake. You haven't seen somebody in a while. You might go five. That's really a long time, there. man. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four Mississippi, five. Something's wrong at that point. Uh, is this a stranger? Is this someone I know? The next person that shakes your hand. Can the I, next person. Well, I could fist bump everybody until the, the right person comes along. <laughs> I don't know. No, you can't do it. It just seems <laughs> so awkward. Yeah. Handshakes are so personal. I don't think I could do it. Did somebody teach you how to Of course. Shake? Your father, your grandfather, yeah, somebody. Father. This is how you shake somebody's hand. Absolutely. Now that I have arthritis terrible in my hands. I can't get a good handshake in anymore. No. I, I feel so odd sometimes that it's barely, uh, I, I got the terrible handshake. Your handshake on. is the odd one because I, I pretty much get an impression of somebody immediately from their handshake. I can tell this is a good person, this is a bad person, they're douchey. And you have a douchey handshake, but I you're, do not, now, you're not douchey. But I, I don't have a douchey handshake. I have <laughs> one now because I'm handicapped. I can't, I can't grasp on the way Maybe I Maybe you should get a placard and you can park out front. Yeah. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I can't shake hands. I need a handicap placard. I may park out front next week. Yeah? Ooh. Oh, I know why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that next week. We'll talk about it. Okay, back to your uh, mailbags. Let's bang a couple more in. <clears throat> All right, Bob writes through the contact test page. Dear Mr. Jonathan, I found the Cigar Authority podcast about a year ago. Listening to it filled a 
longing I've had for cigar news and information presented in a delightfully entertaining manner. Is he mm. listening to our show? <laughs> mm. Ever since the Dog Watch radio show ended, none of the other shows filled that void for me. I'm a Care Package Prime member and thoroughly enjoy smoking our cigars together. Since I've been buying from TwoGuysCigars.com, I have wondered who the two guys in the Two Guys logo are. I think the guy on the left wearing the yellow shirt is probably David Garofalo. He looks, it was 35 years ago. <laughs> he looks sort of like Dave did 25 years ago. Did you write this? No. Uh, and there's a D on his shirt. The other guy in the blue and white striped polo shirt, however, I can't figure it out. There is a J on his shirt, but it certainly can't be you, Mr. Jonathan. Who is it? Ah. Sincerely, Bob, the loyal listener, please don't end your podcast. Uh, we're not. And that was my brother, John. He passed away, uh, my God, 13 now. years? Has it uh, been 13? It's got to be more than 15, mm. 20, 15 years ago. Wow. Yeah, 20th anniversary. Uh, and then that was it. So died at 50 years old, and I still keep him on our logo and next to my heart, and uh, that was it. Is that what my heart is? <laughs> Do you have a heart? <laughs> yeah. It's black, but I have one. <laughs> All right. My favorite my favorite writer-innerer, Nicholas, Ugh. has uh, the subject year-end. He writes well, but he talks shit, right? Yeah. Power rankings. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I, I just want to beat the cowbell. Good news. I don't I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> good news. The 2019 end of the year, end of the decade power rankings are in. It is not the end of the decade, by the way. Right? The decade ends at the end of 2020. I hear people coming out with Cigar of the Decade and all that stuff, and we talked about possibly doing it ourselves at the beginning of the year, that that's what we would do. But then I was told, no, that's not to the end of a decade. Isn't year zero the start of a new decade? Mm -hmm. When we had year zero, that was the first decade. At the end of that was the end of... No, the very first day of year zero one is the year zero of, the of that decade. When you get to the 19 or the 9, and it switches over to a new zero, you're at a new year zero... That's how decades work. You can't Dave math your way out of history. One to ten is zero. Zero to nine. When you get to the end of zero, you're at year one. You're at the end of what right, happens? So you're year. not starting. You're at the, at the end of the first year. When you start at year zero, the very first day, day is the start of that decade. Correct. And then you get to nine. At the end of the nine, you go to a zero again. It's the start of the new decade. That's just math. Are we sure about this? Yeah. Literally everybody's sure. You're the only So this person. is the end of the decade. The only reason you get away with this shit for the classic three-way is that's your segment and always has been. <laughs> so you got to make up the rules for that bullshit. So I digress. <laughs> Bad news for Barry Stein is he had dropped to second place. Before I get to that, I'd like to thank the thousands of people who have reached out to me since I started emailing the show. I love all of you. Since I can't respond to all of you individually, I'd like to answer the two most common questions I get. No, I don't agree with the 95% of you that think Dave is a God-awful host. <laughs> God-awful host? God, comma? Awful host? No. No, no, no. I misread that. Uh, Dave is a God-awful host. Uh, and yes, I am aware I look exactly like Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, now on to the end of the year power rankings. The new number one is Barry Bellavo. And the rest of the rankings are Barry Stein, Barron's, Dave, the cowbell, Gary the coffee guy, Barry's persistent cough, 
a random piece of cardboard and tied <laughs> for dead last. He is Mr. Funny. Jonathan and Ed What's his name. Thanks for another great year. Love you guys. <laughs> Love the show. Nicholas from Providence. <laughs> Do we know this guy? No, I, we've invited him up, but he I won't know him, show up. I know him on social media. We we uh, message each other frequently. Rhode Island isn't far away. This we is no England. He is going to come up at some point. He's come a, on, Nicholas. He's a funny You're guy. You're on the show if you yeah. come up. You're my guest. <laughs> he's a funny guy. All right. Uh, what's your thoughts here so far? We'll start with you, Ed Sullivan. You're smoking 2283? Yeah, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I don't smoke a lot of these, and I'm not sure why. It's got... Some sweetness. That's to an it. all Corojo. Yeah. But different tobaccos from different, different Corojos from different play five different yeah. places. Very good. It's a go to for yeah. me. Uh, but it's not this is a all Corojo cigar too, I'm smoking, but it's so much stronger than yours. Higher primings yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this Th- this, one. this is burning so good. It it is so good, but it's two notches too heavy. Yeah. If they just subtle this down, I'd be smoking it all the time, too. But it's too too strong. Well, if you don't understand what taste testosterone is, you light yourself up on Neanderthal, <laughs> and you will get taste testosterone, and you will get Manbacco. Right. Because those are probably the two most accurate descriptions for this cigar. This is what Damari smokes all the time, too. He right? loves this, yeah. Do, do you guys, because you smoke, how many cigars did you smoke? 60-something cigars or whatever? I don't know, hundreds. Uh, 58. 58, because you have no taste left that you can There's smoke that. And what do you do after that? Another Some, one? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Sometimes I'll have a, let's see, Perdomo small batch afternoon. Really? Sure. Yeah, this isn't this isn't going to wipe my palate out. It just and, it, and I'm getting into the bulbous portion, and the nicotine part is starting to kick up a little bit. I'm starting to get a little bit of the jitter. So yeah. it is. It does have nicotine strength, but flavor wise, man, I'll tell you, it's it, it's very smooth. Is it warming you up a little? I'm not shivering. <laughs> I'm not shivering. Uh, but it, it is. It, it's quite smooth compared to what I expect from it. Because I've smoked it before, but I just smoke it so few and far between. I, I think I would smoke it more. I haven't smoked that in a year. You probably shouldn't. I thought I was smoking it today, so <laughs> luck would have it. But uh, I will smoke it again. Jonathan, you pick up a lot more on the retro. Hell I'm not doing that. But no. I did put out a video. Did you see the video? <laughs> we were setting up the TV downstairs that has the podcast that play on a loop. Yeah. And the Cigar Authority was up, and it just happened to be on a zoom-in clip of me retrohaling, which was proof that I can do it. You yes, we're all smoke. smoke coming out. Yeah. I did see it. So I videoed that and said, there's right. the proof. I can do it. I don't have to do it on this. You should, I though. I won't do it on this. Do it during the commercial break, and people will stay on and watch <laughs> the commercial break to see. I can't even pretend... <laughs> he didn't even do it. He just went to he held his smoke in his mouth for a second. Yeah, this is crazy. Who wants to go through that? I don't retrohale on the regular. I don't retrohale yeah. that. I don't retrohale anything. It's crazy. All right, let's go to break. When we come back, we got some more meal bags and uh a classic three-way, and we'll wrap it up. So that's it. Uh we'll be back in just a few minutes. We're live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority in the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. 
This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet-like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar. Imported. Long filler cigar. But wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range. That's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider cigars. There's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Andullo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. 
You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. The nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. Hi, this is Nestor Miranda from Miami Cigar, and you are listening to the Cigar Authority. And we're back, and as promised, Mr. J is digging into the mailbag, and we're going to keep up with that. But first... Welcome back, everybody, and I have a little uh, book report. I did. Um, Nick Hammond sent me a book. Uh, he's an author. He used to be, uh, or still is a writer for Cigar Journal Magazine that we brought up earlier, but um, this book is called Around the World in 80 Cigars. And, did he uh, smoke them in one week? No. He went on a tour around the world, around the world, and... Um, this guy knows about cigars. He's a writer for Cigar Journal, big cigar smoker, has been for many, many years. Uh, he knows cigars, and he knows the cigar makers. And um, he knows how to write a, write a book, unlike me. I wrote a book, but this guy is a real writer. And it's a story book, basically, but it's centered around the cigars and um, the adventures and things that he uh, did while each one of them is connected to a cigar and the people inside the book. You'll hear about Hanky Kellner and Jonathan Drew and a whole bunch of different people that you may have heard about or, or, or know uh, that's there. Um, excellent book. Excellent book to read if you're, if you're a cigar guy because you'll see the mention of it and you like reading books of stories. Uh, it's not a story of the cigar. It's a story of the where he went and his different voyages and things that, that happened. But uh, it's connected with cigars. It's a good, good, good job. Did a good job. So uh, it is Around the World in 80 Cigars, The Travels of an Epicure by Nick Hammond. You can get that book, uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or nick-hammond, H-A-M-M-O-N-D.com, $30 book. Nice job. Nice job, Nick. Thank you for the book. And uh, I can see that I have a lot of work to do. As being an author, when, when you see somebody that, that knows how to do it, Dave. You know? One comment from our <laughs> listeners: Charlie Petraeus says Dave is the reason the USA never went to the metric system. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I never got it because I wasn't into drugs when I was a kid. If you were a drug dealer, yeah. you would have nailed all it. the drug dealers knew knew uh, all that stuff when I was a kid. <laughs> Grams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, Jay. All right, uh, Sam writes through the Contact Us page, strongest of the strong cigars, nicotine-wise. 
Here's an idea that Dave will hate and Ed will probably just laugh at. Go over some of the strongest cigars, strongest of the strong, nicotine-wise. When I want a blast of nicotine, I usually smoke American Twist tobacco in a pipe. I haven't found any cigars that give me that same knockout blow (laughs) yet. (laughs) Having Mr. J try and retrohill a few of the sticks you guys pick out should be entertaining. I'm sure you deal with nicotine hounds like us on a regular basis. What cigars are you steering them toward when they come in? Couple this with what's good right now idea, and maybe you have so, an after show Jonathan, topic. while you were out on the roof, right before the show, Dave and I were putting together a list of the strongest cigars. Top 10 strongest cigars. We're going to do a show on that coming soon. All right. And we got 10, but we got to spend some time on it and push some Barry things out. Barry will have some ideas, too, yeah. if he comes back. So uh, we will do that, and we will What smoke. was the name of his cigar that was really strong that Barry had? Oh. It was a drug-related cigar. Kilo. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of <laughs> metric system. That was strong. That was strong. That was strong. Uh, but that's gone. He may or may not have some of those left. Somebody sent him a there box There is no question point. in my mind he does not have I any know, of he them smokes That's true. But Ed would grab a couple and put them aside. Yeah. We could count on it. Yeah, but I don't want to smoke it again. I don't want to smoke <laughs> any of the ones that we have so far put on our top 10, but I would like uh, feedback from people to, to let us know. Or, yeah. uh, you know, maybe we're missing some stuff or whatever. We're going to do a whole show on that coming up in January. Promise. Okay, go ahead. All right. Uh, through the Contact Dust page, Philip writes, First of all, thank you for the podcast. I learned how to smoke cigars four years ago by watching and listening to the Cigar Authority. Secondly, I grew up around cigar smokers in the 1950s and 1960s, and I've never heard those gentlemen talk about tasting notes. Yeah, they didn't have them then. That being said, when did tasting notes become a thing? And lastly, Jonathan is too much. Hashtag man card revoked. I don't know if there's any need of that. Huh. So I would say it came out strong in 1992 with the uh, onset of Cigar Aficionado magazine. Yeah, they brought it to the game for sure. Um, They had a magazine on wine, Wine Spectator, and that's what they did in Wine Spectator. They had success with that, and then they started doing it with that. But even before that was Steve Saka coming into my store in East Boston at the time, Mm -hmm. buying a bunch of cigars, and then sending me a letter in the mail, which I still have today describing the cigars with flavor notes and i'm like wow look at this thing of picking up nuts and all these things like this and i'm like wow and uh, i hung on to it all that time because i would re-smoke the cigar based on what he said and see if i could end up doing it it took a while to understand smoking cigars of how it is and part of that is lighting it properly cutting it properly and all that and then getting into these flavor notes, but the guy that brought it to the game is Marvin Shankin for sure. He's kind of the one of the guys that you would expect very much like Skip Martin that doesn't give you flavor notes when you're smoking his cigars. He says, oh, this tastes like this Nicaraguan from this prime. <laughs> well, he didn't know that then. This is him as a consumer. But he seems to have flipped from that guy because he, coming he, out with the flavor he, notes, and now yeah, he learned so much tobacco. Because as you're blending cigars, you're blending, you know, this has some San Vicente in it. This has some um, Corojo in it. This has, now it becomes flavors of Corojo and not... Corojo has a certain taste to it that we would say, okay, it's this characteristic of what it is. Spicy cinnamon. But he would say it tastes like Corojo because he he smokes Corojo. 
you know, and you've seen them roll up a tobacco leaf and taste the tobacco and things like that, then you start going off of that flavor. And the same goes for the, the blenders I've met over all these years that say, oh, it has, they, you know, you sit down with Hanky Kellner and he'd say, oh, no, this has such and such in it. He didn't say it's nutty. He said it has this, you know, right. Brazilian tobacco in it, and it, then it does, you know, because they get to know that very well. But I'd say the average person is going to go with flavor notes the way we, the way we're saying it, right? And then we then we talk to these blenders and stuff on the show, and we say, oh, it's got some strawberry jam to it or something like this, and they look at us like we're out of our minds, and he goes, strawberry jam, it's... it's uh, San Vicente, or it's whatever it is, or whatever. All right. Jeff writes through the Contact Us page, Hello, Cigar Authority team. I love the podcast, and it really keeps my mind active when driving. No joke, one of the best business podcasts going for the information you give out. Also, damn good. Okay, the best cigar podcast out there. On to my question. Good. There seems to be <laughs> a fashion in the UK cigar scene with people using semi-serrated metal probes to open up the cigars for a better draw. I know the old trick with a paperclip to do this, but these new sticks are savage and I think an insult to the cigar rollers. Keep up the great work uh, with the podcast and please, more cowbells. Thank you. Signed, Jeff. Yeah, it's a draw enhancer tool, and more than likely they're using them in the UK because, what, 50% of their cigars are uh, of Cuban descent? So they're descent? Gonna, you're going to have uh, <laughs> you're going to have some draw issues, and you'd have to open them up. Absolutely. All right, I want to get to the classic three way, and I'm going to call an audible right now because I see Matt Tobacco in the audience. So uh, when this thing starts up, can you grab Matt a chair, put him next to you, and uh, set him up with a headphone? And Matt Tobacco is a new host on the Ashholes podcast, which is a Tuesday podcast, and we'll get to know Matt a little bit. We squeezed him on before, but uh, let's get to it. It's time for the Classic 3-Way, brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable, premium, handmade cigar in America. Classic Cigars. Hi, Matt Tobacco. What's up, guys? Tobacco. It's the real name. That is. It's crazy, right? Yeah. So, uh, Matt's on the Ashholes. How's it going? You've done a few episodes already? I have. It's yeah. been a blast so far. I All mean, right. notice I didn't even ask you because you're a pro now. Don't, yeah. don't get nervous. Just come up and do it, right? No yeah. problem. After the first show, it just yeah, yeah. <laughs> melts away. <laughs> All right. You know how this works? As close as without going over? Yep. Dave Matt style. Dave Matt style. And uh, our champion was Ed Sullivan last week or Barry? No. I think it was uh, Barry, so Matt so, can be the champion. Matt is oh, playing for Barron's. I'm in the Barron's chair. All right. So you'll play for Barry. And... Um, Today is December 7th, and uh, we're going to start with you. So December 7th, a day that will live in infamy, 
uh, Imperial Japanese Navy with 353 planes attacked a U.S. fleet in Pearl Harbor Navy base in Hawaii, killing 2,403 people today. What year was that? Oh, geez, I should know this. You got to write it down. You just use that paper right there. Yeah, just put it down so everybody gets their numbers down and doesn't change it after based on somebody said a number and you go one below it and you, you lock them out or something like that. So uh, this is Pearl Harbor Day today, December just, just 7th. Just say it out loud, Matt. All right, what do you got, Matt? 1941. 1941, he says. 1940. Nine. You all right? Two. stroke. Thought he was going down. <laughs> Something going wrong? <laughs> yeah, that didn't look good. <laughs> say, uh, that was uh, scary. Yeah, I think I, I wanted to stay under. 1932. 32. Somebody has two points. Matt Tobacco. Ooh. 1941, is it? Does it? They made movies. 1941? No, didn't see it. Didn't see it. It was um, Belushi. Belushi, yeah. Oh, I saw it. You did see it. So Matt Tobacco gets two points right, right out of the, the gate. Rip. That's how to do it, Matt Tobacco. Ooh. And on to Ed Sullivan. Star Trek, the motion picture. First movie in a series of premiered, directed by Robert Wise, starring William Shatner and... Leonard Nimoy today, Star Trek, the movie comes out. What year? You know, science fiction makes me angry. Yeah. And I have no idea. 1977. 77. 57. 57. <laughs> really? 57. Shut up. <laughs> Your pen doesn't even work, you jackass. It doesn't. But whatever. I work with the tools I'm given. I don't know, 68? 68. 68 will take the point. Uh, no, it, uh, 77 is the winner. 77. 79. Uh, 77 so wins close. it, so Ed Sullivan gets the point. Two to one. Mr. Jonathan gets nothing. There's three in a extra in case needed, by the way, Mr. Jonathan. So uh, this could ruin you. If a you tiebreaker. Like. Yeah. Um, Co-founder of Atari... Nolan Brushnell releases Pong, the first commercially successful video game in Andy Capp's Tavern in Sunvale, California, is where they put that game. Pong, what year was that? Is it me? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that'd be 41 years ago, 1978. 78, he says. I'm going to go 77. 77. Mm, it was before that. I'm going to go 1971. 71 for the point and the tie at 72. Oof. You were close, but we have a tie right now, and I do have a tie breaker. Nice. I can ruin this by getting perfect score. You could get two points. Mm. Yeah. yeah, It'd be a three-way tie. That's probably <laughs> never happened in the history of this, but it's over to Matt Tobacco again. Otis Redding records Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. Do you know that song? No, I don't. I'll be honest. Really? No. Sitting on the dock of the bay. <laughs> There's whistling tide. You heard the commercial. <laughs> Just for the record, you still don't know the song oh, based wait. on Dave singing. Can it. you do the whistling part? John? That was nice. Yeah. <laughs> you, you still don't know it? No, I don't know that really? one. Really? Otis Redding? I think I've heard of him, but no. Wow. So you got to go back then. I have to do some research. Wow. Yeah. Dropping the ball. Classic song. You're likely to get this. How old are you? 28. 
twenty. Well, I'll be twenty-six Wednesday. So. Oh, happy yeah. birthday! Thank you. Wednesday, twenty-six. Mm-hmm. I know what he's getting for his birthday too. Yeah, <laughs> I'd give it all up to be twenty-six again. I'll tell you that. No, you would. Yes, I would. Really? Yeah, I want to do it one more You'd time. You'd be poor. Yeah, I was poor. You were my age when you started two guys. Twenty-five. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Can we get to the friggin' game? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, what year of this person you never heard of or the song? Forty-two. Forty-two. Yeah, a little, a little. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. A little far back there. Nineteen sixty-three. Sixty-three. I think it was nineteen fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. We have a champion, Ed Sullivan. Ooh. Sixty-seven was the answer. You said sixty-three, but you get the point in the win. So that is the classic three-way. So, Mr. Jonathan, you got another one to squeeze in? I do. <clears throat> James writes. Interesting thought. What about incorporating your listeners into the show as a guest? For example, say a show where you don't have a second-hour guest, you select a random listener to come on and smoke the care package selection live on the air with you. This wouldn't need to be an every-show segment. I like it. This could be a good filler Mm -hmm. piece when needed. The issue would be making sure you vetted the listener fully, naturally. You couldn't Mm. try it out. Uh, You could try it out. The train wreck would be good, too, though. (laughs) (laughs) To start as well as a test run. It might be a good push for the podcast, the care package, and the shop itself. Plus, it could make for some really interesting listening. Good show. Uh, Take it easy. So who is this guy? Keep that one because he's the first guy. He's the first guest, right? (laughs) So this is James Lay. Do we know where he's from? Oh, we know well, you know him. Didn't he win something? <laughs> yeah. He, he'll be at uh, the anniversary oh, party. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so he's going to be at the anniversary. We're going to have him on anyway, live. Right. Right? Because he's coming up for the anniversary party. We should yeah. probably vet him. <laughs> well, it says it in an email. We need <laughs> yeah. to vet him. But I want to do that. Let's yeah, do that. Sounds fun. All right. So someplace people would have to sign up for it, or we just reach out to them? Basically. Well, if Barry ever comes back from lunch, we can put him on it. Yeah. All right, squeeze one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on a second. We're going to put Barry on vetting people? Yeah, that's a mistake. (laughs) I I thought he used to be a private detective. Take some leave of your senses over there. I thought he used to, like, he's going to flip a coin and just be like, oh, we'll have this guy up. Do you smoke cigars? No. A train wreck wreck is good. good. Train wreck is good. Play the random game. All right. Yeah. Hello, Mr. Jonathan. Just listened to the recent show where you interviewed the best cigar writer ever of the Ultimate Cigar Book. Mm -hmm. I started smoking cigars in the 90s during the boom and did read it then and don't know what happened to it. So I've ordered the latest edition as every cigar enthusiast should have a copy in their man cave. Another great show. Yes. I do have a question. I'm new in a, I'm in a new house and I'm building a man shed to smoke in the backyard so I can enjoy a cigar this winter. Nice. I'm wondering what I should use for the walls inside my Casa de Cigar. Any tips or advice from others building a smoke concave would be appreciated. Concave? Why a concave? Maybe he's got friends and done time. <laughs> yeah. A con college? Concave? Yeah. Uh, as far as the walls go, insulation. Yeah, you between, definitely need yeah. insulation. You need a heat source. Cedar. Cedar. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about cedar. Only because it dings so easily, and it, you can mess your cigars up having them exposed to cedar. Certain cigars don't react well to it. Um, you almost want to have something you could wipe down on the inside. I know it's a man cave, and maybe you don't care about it, but you know. It, 
of room you're smoking in all the Insulation's time? Insulation's going to be everything. Mm-hmm. Insulate it the best you can, whatever you can do to insulate that thing and make it warm on the floor, on the ceiling, everything. Insulate the hell out of it. And a, uh, a pellet stove is never a bad idea, or if you got uh, gas, you the can best, run it. Our, run our friend Tom stove. Troy, you been to his? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He's got it, man. He's, yeah. he's He bought a shed. One of those sheds, Reed Ferry or whoever oh, yeah. that does the shed, and did it up, man. And it wasn't made of fall of particle board. No, it was not air conditioning, pellet stove inside, fireplace, big screen TV. Yeah, uh, nice. It's got Jonathan, a on, awesome. it's got a bathroom on the wall. It's got a wipe down. What do you think of who is it? Like Owens Corning makes those cellar basement Ooh, systems, yeah. and I, I think they are something that you could just wipe down. Yeah, it's something you just, you know. You sort wanna, of plugs together. And, you you like want to be able to get a good wipeage every once in yeah. a while to clean it out. Ventilation? That's a big one. Yeah, yeah it's a big one. It's and, tough and the, in the winter. And the vent- ventilation is, is the best thing is to blow it out. Yeah. Right? And you want to try to create uh, positive pressure pushing out. Negative it's, pressure in the, in the unit itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that's that. What can you tell us about the Ashles? What do you got coming up? Do you know? Um, we did. Uh, we did our Christmas episode already, and I know uh, in advance, but you didn't we, play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We and, uh, and you told them while you were doing the show that you well, were out doing this. Somebody announced it right from yeah, the get go. It wasn't me, and it wasn't Matt. And yeah, it wasn't Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> so take a guess. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> you know how to play this game, right? <laughs> yeah. But, okay. Yeah, we uh can I say what we're doing? Yeah. Yeah, we're doing the uh the Julius Caesar, the Perfecto. Perfecto, the yeah. 1895. 1895, 1895 Perfecto, which yeah. is a great cigar. Sure great enough, little cigar. It, it was yeah. on my list yeah. because we smoked it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, okay. we did that one and uh, exclusive to Diamond Crown Lounges. Yes. So that's for the Christmas episode, which is which is uh Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yeah. And you won't have to do it, so that's good. You don't have yeah. to come here Christmas Eve and do a show. Well, you're, clo- you're closing. We would have done it for sure. Yeah. Um, but you have a show coming this week? We do. We have a show coming this week. I don't know we're smoking no. that. I think right. it's to be determined as, okay. as of right now. All right. You like doing it? I do. Yeah. It's a great time. Yeah. Uh, all right. It's, you know, smoking cigars. Good talking. show. It keeps improving. Uh, you're getting words in edgewise, which is Damari talks an awful lot. So trying to trying to keep the the chit chat with Damari like, yeah. Finally, we me and Aaron actually had to say something to him about talking too much, and he just was like, "I just won't talk for the rest of the show." And we actually got him to last like three minutes. Yeah, where he didn't say anything. We we're like, "You can talk." What's your opinion? <laughs> right. <laughs> but just don't take take over. It's oh yeah, not a no. one man show, right? That's right. So that, that'll be work. Spread the wealth. All right. So what, what are you smoking? Opus X. Opus X. Yeah. I'm a huge Opus X fan. Yeah. All right. I, I, have, I have to give that to Trevor Merrill, who works at yeah. the smoke shop. Yeah. He got me into Opus X. And so you like him full body, too? Yeah. Because that's a pretty full body cigar. Yeah. Yeah. I this one had some. Everything we're smoking here is pretty full bodied right now. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what's your final thoughts here, Ed Sullivan, on what you're smoking? 2283. I'm going to smoke it again this week, but in a different size. They I make a great Corona. Corona Gorda, yeah. I think. They yeah. make a great Corona. Yeah. All yeah. Corolla, five tobacco blend. Uh, I go to it all the time. I, I like Corolla. This is just, I'm smoking the Aladino Corolla Reserve. Now, an Aladino regular Corolla, perfect. See, you should smoke the, the Reserve. Corona the, size of that because it's not as full-bodied. No, it's more full-bodied because it's smaller. <laughs> we all know that. <sighs> Packs a punch. 
does not pack a punch. <laughs> pop them like Tic Tacs. I did have the um, Corona when he gave me one before the, it came out. It was probably the last time I smoked it, so I'll try that again. Maybe today. See if well, my taste buds are getting burned out. I got the Neanderthal HN, and you know what? It's not as much nicotine as I remember, or maybe my tolerance is higher, but it's very good. It's very well balanced. A lot of earth notes. If you like that earthy component, there's a lot of it. A little bit of pepper. It's very good. The draw is fantastic. I haven't had that in the longest time. You tend to smoke full body or you're all over the place? Mm, I'll go medium to full most of the time. Yeah. Um, you got to burn yourself out as a 25-year-old guy going to full body cigars. You're going to become Ed Sullivan. And you, I'd say you can't smoke milder cigars, but you do. I do. I you enjoy do. them. But he yeah. also, but in that mix, so we were talking about on the Ashholes the other day. He was talking about. I think he had already had. What, what are you up to this week? You were talking uh, about 58. how many? Fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. And and how many of those were Neanderthal? Uh, Twenty-three. Yeah. <laughs> so he he threw. He, you know what I mean? There's a there's a balance there. There's a lot of. There's a balance. What yeah. are you kidding? There's no balance. <laughs> Listen, there were a few Connecticut's in there. A few. How many? Well, I had fourteen of the Perdomo small batch. I think I had uh, three, no, two champagne. So there, there's some in there. Throwing a partridge in a pear tree, you got a Christmas. Song. I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perdomo champagne is one of my favorites too, actually. Yeah, yeah. that's a good stick. Although right. I have to say, Damari gave him a hard time about the small batch because he was like, you know, that's what was he was saying? He was like, that doesn't really count because they're so small. Like, well, you have two then. Yeah, or which, fourteen. Yeah, I agree with you, but Damari <laughs> didn't think it was okay. Like, <laughs> All right, we got an after show that'll appear on Wednesday, but we're going to do it right after the show. Want to stick around and do the after show? Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, that is it for us. Um, we got uh, into the cigar business during the cigar boom. He got into the cigar business during the cigar boom and partnered with Rocky Patel with a brand dedicated to a motorcycle. And he's back with his motorcycle brand again. Mr. Debonair, Phil Zangi from Indian Motorcycle Cigars will join us. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And you definitely learned nothing else in the last two hours, but always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.